I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Um, I've sort of started, I've said that with a bit more... um, I said that in a more sort of serious way. It's because yeah. I'm sat at my I'm sat at my parents' dining table. Um, oh, lovely! And it feels feels like a more sort of serious venue. A serious venue. Is I just like, like the, this is the, this is where this is, uh, this is exclusively used for um, the sort of Christmas dinners. Day, and yeah. that's about it. It doesn't really get used otherwise. So yeah, I just feel like feel like I've got to sort of feel like there's got to be some sort of. Uh, Sensible behaviour. Yeah, nod to the occasion. Are you wearing black tie? Uh, I'm wearing a black hoodie. It's not quite the same, is it? It's not, it's as, not is it? Not as no. formal as you've led me to believe that that, that room is, frankly, Pete. Uh, no, that's true. Um, well, there you go. Well, this is like the question time version of Friends with Friends this week. Then it's going to be all very serious. We're going to take it all very seriously. Going to get into some deep issues. Mm. And we're going to hopefully solve society and the world's problems all in the next 40 minutes or so. It's a good job we're not actually doing that because this is a really funny episode. Yeah, it's a very good episode, isn't it? And actually, frankly, uh, you're wearing a black hoodie. I'm not wearing a shirt at all. So uh, as sort of serious panel show discussions go, I'm not dressed for it at all. Serious panel show discussions. <laughs> you got question time. Not like this. Um, this, isn't, this isn't a serious podcast. Imagine if they did questions out of shirtless. Fair <laughs> <laughs> to Bruce, just in a bra. It, I mean, oh, it gosh. feels like a sort of comic relief thing that they, they might resort to at some point when they're really yeah. running out of ideas, you know? Hmm. Um, but hey, I, I frankly, the sort of people that get on Question Time, and this is no offence to some of the people on Question Time, uh, some of whom we know, Pete, but no offence to them, most of them I don't want to see without a shirt on, frankly. It's very gammony, isn't it? You know? There'll be a lot, yeah. of, there'll be a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. Shirtless so, anyway. gammon. <laughs> <laughs> shirtless gammon question i honestly didn't see this being the opening uh pitter patter chatter for uh this week's episode yeah here we are honest. anyway it's a very good episode of friends it is a very good episode of friends actually. but which one is it dave oh i see oh you, you're doing a bit well shall i read the request um yeah go for it it's from charlotte who signs off charlotte chick emoji duck emoji which i like that yeah. Very much appreciate. Ahoy, you pair of legends. Oh, no wonder you're getting your request read out. I you see can't, you can't read that out. You can't read that bit. That's, That's too, too humble brag. embarrassing, isn't it? Okay, look, I just won't read it out, okay? I won't read it out, but 
you know, it's just there, isn't it? It's already been set. What can you do? But I definitely won't read it out again. Um, Ahoy, Pro Legends. Please can I please request the episode the, <laughs> one with the, <laughs> the One with the Cuffs, Season 4, Episode 3. Love the bit. <laughs> I've, just, I've just read the next sentence. Love the bits with with Chandler and Joanna, brackets RIP, bus emoji. <laughs> I did, it did occur to me again, whenever there's an episode with Joanna in it, I it sort of takes me a couple of minutes and then I think she ends up getting hit by a bus. Yeah, is it a bus or a cab? I thought it was a cab. Uh, whatever. Same. I was going to say. Yeah, same I know, thing, but, but I think thing, but I think this is a bus emoji. Death by vehicle. Death, death by vehicle. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's in all of Friends, it's the sort of bizarrest, quickest, most shocking thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, there's a lot of deaths, but they're treated fairly sensitively, mostly apart from this one, where it's just like, oh, you're not here. She she got run over and died. At the end. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, lol, oh, I didn't give a promotion, bye. I think very I've made strange. this comparison before, but yeah, it's very Poochie returned to his own planet. No, died on the way home to <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, love the bits of Phoebe Monica, but my fave plot is definitely Joey and the encyclopedias. What a mad and invasive way of selling books. Absolutely, I've got thoughts on this. I love the pod, you guys are brilliant. I'm not going to read that bit either, Pete, don't worry. <laughs> Thanks for all your hard work and always bringing the lulls. I'll, 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 basically, I should have Hard thoughts. work. <laughs> what a con we've got going on <laughs> no it is hard work Pete. it's very hard yeah, to get out yeah, of bed right. to record this today that is hard work if nothing else um no we do appreciate it thank you very much um i've got a first question for you shall i read you a synopsis first go on uh, so it's season four, episode three, uh, four, triple six, oh three. We're in the triple sixes, the six, 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 the devil's season, they might call mm. it. Uh, the one with the cuffs directed, Pete, by. Bonus did clock that. Peter Bonus, Peter Bonus. Yes, yeah, a bonus one. Of course, it's a bloody bonus one. And actually, ironically, or not ironically, maybe for a bonus episode, there are jokes about bonus. Uh, yes, that's true. Like it's 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 full circle. This is finally, peak. finally his calling. Yeah, this is peak bonus. Bonus has been like, I'm going to do the episode. It's all about. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was quite a long synopsis here. Joey's enticed when a door-to-door encyclopedia salesman shows up at his apartment, since he's always felt left out when they gang cast intellectual conversations, like a topless question time. Uh, however, Joey can only afford to buy the sample volume and becomes knowledgeable only on subjects starting with the letter V. Meanwhile, Monica cates a party for her mother, but the mini quiches are ruined when one of her false fingernails gets lost. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's so long. There's like nine lines here. And meanwhile, Chandler begins dating Rachel's boss, Joanna, again but lands in a sticky situation when she handcuffs him inside her office. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to read the whole episode, but the uh, synopsis, but the final sentence is worth saying. Uh, Rachel walks in to find Chandler stuck there pantsless. I really enjoy the word pantsless. Mm. Um, God, whoever's written this synopsis, and obviously it's different people who write different ones, but they've, they've misunderstood the idea of a synopsis. They've literally detailed in here the fact that Rachel and Sophie go in because Joanna started making a list of the Christmas bonuses previously that morning it's like that is we're not in synopsis territory now we're in entire storyline episode there aren't we might as well just put the script well yeah exactly and frankly what I've done is not read it out to save us time then talk for longer frankly about how long the synopsis is thus negating all the time we've saved but you know 
Is anyone still with us? <laughs> of course they are. Of course they are. It's they're enjoying the hard work, Pete. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Everybody's appreciating the hard work we're putting in. And um, my first question is, the fuck's Ross doing? Uh, he's not really in it, is he? He's not in it at all. He's in it. No, in the I didn't finals. really clock that. So he's only in it. In the flashbacks when Joey um, is thinking back to times that he's felt left out of conversations, which is about 10 seconds. And, and then in Central then Perk. Central Perk in the very final scene, yeah. Basically yeah, sort of negating point. the fact that Chandler doesn't have a, a, big, a big old a big old bing. Um, apart from that, Don't Ross is call it a bing. <laughs> well, I can't think of a... I can't think of a... Uh, Penis. No, yeah, but no. Oh, I can't not... say that in my parents' dining room. There it is. You've ruined it. Christmas is ruined now. When you're <laughs> sitting at Christmas dinner in a few weeks' time, Pete, all you're going to be thinking is, I've said the word penis here. Yeah. To yeah. thousands and thousands of people. Um, and you'll feel shame. Hang your head in shame. Um, okay, Chandler's penis. Well, if you want to go biology on you and anatomically correct um but yeah apart from that ross isn't in the episode at all bizarre yeah i don't think i clocked that i didn't really notice it until you said i'd never clocked it before until watching it back now so they obviously do it very well because it's effectively an episode of a sitcom where there are six main characters and one of them's clearly just either on holiday or going through something. You know, something's happened that week to David Schwimmer, right? So he's just not in it. Um, and he's done about an hour of shooting for that one scene, and that's about it. Um, and, and and they cover it well. You you don't notice as a sort of casual viewer, do you? Until you start absolutely ripping it apart for specific details. So well-directed boners, that's what I'd say. <laughs> yeah, good bonering. Good bonering. But they've, effect- they've effectively replaced David Trimmer with Penn Gillette because everybody pairs off apart from Joey, who, rather than pairing off with Ross, who's the only character left, pairs off with one half of a magician duo. Are we starting with this bit? Because I think I think it was mentioned in Shah's message about an aggressive sales technique. I mean, he literally sort of strides in through the half-opened front door, doesn't he? Why is someone selling encyclopedias door-to-door? He bursts in, doesn't he? He absolutely bursts in. Um, yeah, it's an interesting... It's an interesting situation, because as Joey points out right at the end, I mean, especially in that situation, you should assume that man is not going to be able to afford a set of $1,200 encyclopedias, right? He's well, also, if no he does, even if he did want them, he's not got them on him. Yeah, that's a good point. It's so a good job he does want only yeah. one copy, because that seemingly is all that this... A magician has arrived at his door selling books, uh, and uh, but he is up for buying one of them. So good job, because he's all out well, of stock, isn't he? Well, well, maybe, Pete, having seen Pendulette do their thing, maybe he'll... Pull him out of a hat. Pull him out of a... Yeah, that briefcase looks small, but it yeah. probably contains 26 volumes of an encyclopedia. By Mary and, Poppins. Yeah, exactly, exactly what I was going to say. It's a Mary oh, Poppins sorry. encyclopedia. <laughs> no, no don't, be, don't be sorry. We're on the same wavelength. Uh, immediately relate everything back to Mary Poppins. That's, that's my kind I of conversation. Went for, um, Hermione has one in Harry Potter as well. The sh- what, a, a bag, the, the magic bag? A bag that has shitloads in it. Is she? TARDIS bag. Mm. A TARDIS bag. Oh, yeah. Bigger well, on the yeah. inside. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so maybe that's where he gets the volumes from. But you're quite right. Unless you've got him in the car downstairs, he must just be carrying the V around, right? Hmm. 
Because at the end, even when Joey finds the $50, he offers him any, he sort of goes, which one do you want? A, B, C, you know, as, as if he's got them all to hand. You fraud. You can't fool us. $50 quite a lot for one book, isn't it? Single book, mate. Uh, well, this is what I was going to say. So Joey clearly can't afford the full set. Frankly, like, who would? Who would on the spur of the moment drop over a grand on some encyclopedias that they didn't think they wanted that morning, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I wouldn't. If it's the sort came... of thing that Joey would buy, though, when he becomes a soap opera star and has loads of money and buys all those weird ornaments. Yeah, that's true. But it feels like Pen, Pen Gillette should be selling like his encyclopedias in shops like that, where mm. people with lots of money and no taste... Are, Plastic and no, dogs. Right. I, no idea how to actually be sophisticated. Shop. That's where he should be selling them, not just door to door. I wouldn't, frankly, even buy one volume for 50... If I, had a, if I was in Joey's situation and I found $50 in my pants... I'm thrilled that I've got $50. I'm not immediately exchanging that for a fucking book on vivisection. Especially, especially when you're in a situation where you don't have any furniture. Exactly. That's what I mean. He could have bought a I mean, nice $50 chair. isn't going to get you, exactly. $50 <laughs> isn't going to get you a great amount of furniture, but it's going to get you something. It would get you a single item that is exactly one item more than you already have. Yeah, sat in a rusty garden furniture or a canoe. Or then, some pottery barn. Well, exactly. Well, exactly. Get down to Pottery Barn. Get yourself an apothecary table. Um, not for $50, I'm sure. But yeah, it's, um, it's an intriguing, an, an intriguing technique, as Sharp points out, a mad and invasive way of selling books. Um, but to be fair, he happens upon the right person. He happens upon Joey who, who needs the, uh, who you needs need the books, these apparently. books. I do like that line. You need these books. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pendulet is, it, 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 the character he plays is good, isn't it? It's, it's a, a, a burst of energy, I'd say, into that episode. Um, and it is a, re considering it's a really short, I hadn't noticed this because when I was reading the request, I thought, yeah, that is my favorite plot line of it as well. But it's really short. It's basically three scenes. He arrives. There's a little flashback. Then he just sort of goes, where does the Pope live? The Vatican. And that joke about Spock's birth control, which I never got until this time round, because this is the first time I've watched it with Hang subtitles on. on. What's the joke again? The vulcanized rubber. And it's just because this is a ma I have <laughs> <laughs> you just got it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. I, but I, yeah. I never heard the word Spock ever. I've watched this episode obviously ten thousand times because that's what we do this podcast for. But I've never watched it with subtitles on before. And I thought Joey said Sparks birth control. Maybe because of his accent or, you know, whatever it was. And so I've always just gone, I don't understand that line. It's quite and a good joke. It's a really good joke now that I've fucking seen the word. And I don't even know why it didn't click before. Um, but yeah, that's the first time ever in my, in all my 30 something years, um, that I've, that I've actually understood that joke. So there you go. Also weird seeing the uh, chick in its pubescent stage. Yeah. Uh, the chick what? walks through the living room and it's all fluffy because it's getting its feathers. Yeah. <laughs> just, I love just, that you've noticed the sort of growing stages of a small Adolescent chicken. chick. <laughs> adolescent chick. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's cute. It, they're, they're really at the uh, the start of their journey. Um, um, Chickens yeah. generally aren't cute, though. Uh, what, fully Ch grown chickens? Chicks are. Chickens aren't. Yeah, they are the sort of opposite of the 
um, ugly duckling swan vibe, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they get cute worse in their infancy, and then they just get. But yeah, they're not cute a chicken. They are, are they? the Benjamin Buttons of poultry. No, hang on, he goes back to being a baby, which is quite cute. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't work. Ignore way, that. What is the opposite of the ugly duckling? There must be a story that's like the opposite of the ugly duckling. And we're going to sit here in silence until we think... The Fantastic Duck. (laughs) (laughs) The hot, the sexy duck is the opposite of the ugly duck thing. Oh, we can't play a sting after you've just said the sexy duck, but I can't think of any other way out of this conversation, so just play Too late, did it? No, stop it, stop it. Don't say sexy duck again. Uh, where were we before the sexy duck? Um, well, we were done with Joey, weren't we? I think we probably were. I do like Joey's attempts to crowbar all the things he learned into the conversation at the end. Uh, that is that is absolutely textbook Joey. The only th- other thing about this uh, end of this plot line is when they start talking about the Korean War, I get the point is that they're just having conversations that Joey doesn't understand. But what a fucking mad line Chandler says. Could there be any more Kims? Yeah, that's not aged well, has it? Not at all. But would would that have been a good thing to say even at the time? Yeah, probably, probably right. Like, I just don't think that would have ever felt like a. And and it's, I get that it's the point of it is it's supposed to be indecipherable to Joe, and he sort of just laughs along. But the rest of them all go, <laughs> isn't that funny? But what a mad old racist way to end the episode. Cheers, guys. Xenophobic vibe from Chandler there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, Monica and the Quiches? Monica and the Quiches, Cool yeah. band name. Dark joke about Monica's grandmother's cold, dead hands, isn't it? Yeah, because Monica's... I, didn't, I was trying to work out when they said when we found her. She was in hospital when she died, wasn't she? Um, they sort of implied that they sort of found her on the street. <laughs> Yeah, found dead in the hospital. Right. Which is, it's just very dark. Yeah, the whole thing. Funny, really but dark. Yeah, but yeah, funny, but dark. Absolutely Judy fine. Kind of being next level super bitch in this episode, isn't she? Yeah, I was trying to. This is the, the, the curse of us watching it out of order is I can't quite remember when Judy softens a bit towards Monica completely, but this feels like narratively the first time that she starts to soften, you know, at the end when she sort yeah. of realizes, and I mean, literally says, I'm a bitch. You know, out loud herself. So, and it's a good job she acknowledges that because you know, betting on your daughter making a mistake is an inherently dick move. Well, betting dick move one, telling your daughter dick move two, and telling your daughter in a way where you're sort of like, why are you not laughing at this, you absolute idiot? You know, like proper um, lack of any sort of empathy for monica's emotions at that time it's really i really like, like that line from monica about oh you promised doctor i can't remember the surname of the doctor yeah um that you would stop using that term or stop yeah. saying that <laughs> and it's funny how like it's funny how using the doctor's surname in that sentence makes it funnier like it makes it more obvious that that's a conversation that's been had a number of times yeah it's a really punchy way of writing it, isn't it it's really funny the, the, the dynamic between monica and judy is there's a lot of funny lines, but it is just like you can't help but feel really sorry for Monica in this situation because Judy's being awful, isn't she? It's mm. At the start, especially. It also just looks at one point like Judy's just hired Monica to place lettuce leaves on a plate with the help of Phoebe. Like there's one whole scene where they're preparing the plate and it's just all focused on preparing lettuce. 
Well, it takes a long time, Pete, to prepare lettuce, as, as well we know. Um, you need four pairs of hands for it. Well, I remember four when pairs of hands? Four, four, <laughs> four hands, not four pairs of hands. Everybody has two hands, Pete. I know this. Not everybody has two hands, Dave. Oh, yes, that's absolutely true. Okay, fair. Um, I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> anyway, really, lettuce. You really led me down the garden path. Quiche, there. lettuce, nail in lettuce. No, not nail in lettuce. Nail, nail in quiche. In nail quiche. in quiche. I really <laughs> like Phoebe's. The ruined quiches are ready when the <laughs> yeah. beep goes off or the timer. Phoebe has a really fun role here of sort of uh, cutting the tension between Monica and Julian. There's like a, a fair few little funny moments where that happens. I really particularly also enjoy the um you might say she did a monica oh she doesn't know we switched it <laughs> like yeah at, at and the, the other end. great phoebe bit is the scene where they're in monica's old bedroom with the gym equipment and then she makes that comment about how strong her boobs are and she uses a lights machine <laughs> really good <laughs> yeah phoebe gets to just dick about in this episode doesn't she and yeah have, it's and great have a nice time although she does um i feel like she undercuts monica a little bit at the start so that bit where Monica and Judy are having the conversation about why she hired her and Judy says, oh, I heard the food was good and the food was good. And Monica takes that to be, oh, she hired me because I was good. And Phoebe goes, well, I didn't hear that. I was like, I mean, that is effectively what she said, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think, I know she was being snarky and having digs at Monica for not having sex, weirdly, um, whilst doing it. But she was basically saying, you've catered to two parties that I've heard were very good. So I think Phoebe was, uh, you know, doing Monica a bit down there to say that, that Judy wasn't saying that. Um, anyway, Phoebe talks Monica into getting back into it. She makes a casserole from scratch. I mean, the timings here, we talk about timings in the Friends world. The timings here do not work out. If you've already used what would have been the prep time to make and you know, cook your quiches. Where are you getting the fucking casserole from, from scratch? Yes, it's true. Um, it's quite uh, impressive, spontaneous cooking. Yeah, I mean, you've got to go out to the store, get all the ingredients, presumably, unless it's sort of like a casserole of things she's found in Judy's kitchen. Um, but frankly, if you weren't someone's daughter and you did do that, they would feel a bit aggrieved <laughs> if you just went into their kitchen and go, right, I'm just going to find the ingredients here as the professional chef at your party. What have you got in the cupboards? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, if you uh, hear any noises, by the way, I think, my, um, I think my dad's just making his lunch next door. Well, I can't hear the noises, but you seem to be... They almost seem to be distracting you, which leads me to wonder yeah. how loudly your dad makes lunch and what he is making. I think he was, um, I think he was whistling as well. Was he? In that way that sort of middle-aged men just spontaneously whistle. Spontaneously whistling? Yeah, that is different to spontaneously sort of singing, isn't it? Like I find myself as I get older sort of doing that thing that used to really embarrass me when my dad did it when I was a kid of sort of just like singing as I do stuff you know mm. but whistling's a different thing isn't it whistling does indicate a hearty middle age i'd say I, i'm just pointing out in case there's some strange noises okay what is he whistling though do you know what is he whistling yeah what tune what sort of stuff i don't know i think he's making up his own making up his own oh, he's just whistling little, to his own rhythm you know a little cucking ditty yeah fair Absolutely fair. Well, I can't hear anything, so presumably you can't hear anything listening, and therefore presumably this entire conversation has been a moo point. Mm. But it's good to flag it up, just in case, but you're quite right. And on that note, should we talk about Chandler and Joanna? I never used to get that squeaking joke from Joey, but now watching it with an older pair of eyes, I see that it's about bed string. Are bed strings? Bed <laughs> Springs, that's what it's Bed about. strings. Um, yeah, big old bed sexy squeaking joke, isn't it? Although the, uh, it's very funny, the bit at the end where Chandler goes, oh, I used to do it on my own or whatever, and Joey does like the half bed springs. But like, I'm trying to find a, a couth way of saying this. Like, if you're making your bed spring, that's a vigorous wank, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. This is what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's coming when, off in your hand if you're doing it that. Like right. That. <laughs> like, I, I get it follows the pattern of the joke, but if, if, if the beds are audibly springing, the beds are sort of springing, if the bed springs are audibly squeaking when you're, when you are alone, you are going to town. Or you need a new mattress. Or you need a new mattress. Yeah, maybe. Go see it's the mattress just, king. Good. <laughs> yeah. 4.99 for a pillow top queen set. Um, I'll tell you what, this is either a huge showing of confidence or a sort of lack of awareness of how bad the situation is. But if you wanted to have sex with somebody, you would not bring them back to the empty apartment filled with rusty garden furniture and a canoe, would that you? That is true. That Fuck is true. Me. And Joanna just seems... Joanna's a high-powered executive. A, yeah, but she's up for it anywhere, isn't she, clearly? Well, yeah, I mean, like, we, we, we can talk about Joanna in a minute, but she seems very happy in... what well, it's not even a student-level apartment, this now anymore, is it? It's it's like a squatter's... No, we see Joey chipping chewing gum off the bottom of a table he found. I mean, it's vile, the whole thing, isn't it? It gives me the little sort of shivers, this this vibe, because it just would be, I know it's funny, but, I mean, Chandler's got some cash. Why is he not buying some, some furniture? Why are they not finding it? Is there not an equivalent of 
you know, your free cycle or anything like that these days, they could have got some secondhand furniture. You don't just have to sit in a canoe and the chewing gum table. But like you say, Joanna is rampant, <laughs> I would say. And she's also just such an awful character that she becomes quite great because I know, obviously, she's bullying Sophie and that's terrible. But the the bit where Sophie offers her some... She's bought her some food or something, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, And the brutal instant oh great i'll keep it in my butt with your nose <laughs> like the it, it's such a sort of sharp uh unnecessary put down that even i think even like the audience kind of laugh but also gasp at how to the point it is yeah it's too cutting isn't it it's too i mean like joanna let's face it would be fired in any sort of modern context or probably real life even back then there would have probably been you know, if somebody else overhears that sort of comment, that is, mm. like you say, pretty extreme workplace bullying at its most blatant, isn't it? My question is, I mean, so this storyline takes a very quick turn from fooling around in her office. Also, in the middle of the day, come on, Joanna, like, the door's open. But why, why do the cuffs get involved at all? At what point does she take that call from her boss, which clearly doesn't sound like a just nip outside for two minutes, like she says, call. That feels she like she's a, a boy for a few hours, and she right, exactly. But even the way she has that conversation, like come this way, it's like no, it feels like a an emergency that's going to take some time to sort out. Why, why handcuff a man to your chair at all? Frankly, um, it, it's also sort of it, it happens in a not particularly sexy moment, doesn't it? It's just there's there's sort of you know. It's, it's it's almost like it's done, right? Well, he's got his he's fully pants off, but a shirt on. So without drawing opposite of you, well, opposite of me exactly. Between me and Matthew Perry back in that episode, we are in, currently in a full a full acceptable outfit. Um, but without drawing any specific, I realise I haven't explained on the main podcast why I'm topless, have I? I don't think you should. No, okay, fine. We'll just leave it. But at least I should flag up that I haven't explained it. But I won't now explain it. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, so Chandler's pants off, shirt on. So we can infer what's just been happening, right? Yes. And like you say, it feels like it's done. But, um, why? I know she sort of says, oh, it's hot thinking of you waiting here for me, but... It's very inconvenient for Chandler. I'd be so pissed off if I was him. If that was a real-life situation, I'd be so annoyed. Even if it was only for five minutes, I'd just be like, this is incredibly uncomfortable for me, unprofessional for you. My literal friend works for you and is outside the door. Well, that's the only sort of maybe he deserves it for going against Rachel. Yeah, but that's not what Joanna doesn't know about that. So that's just sort of a, a karma thing that sort of comes round, I guess, isn't it? But Joanna's not doing it for that reason. Like, no, Joanna's no, I just mo- mean Chandler yeah. kind of deserves it. Yeah, Joanna's motivation is is absolutely mad. Um, but then Rachel finds out she walks in with Sophie because she's got the key. Uh, shout out to the Walkman. Yeah, that's nice. Two mentions of the humble Sony Walkman. I wonder if people actually, if you are, li- and I know we have a uh, like. T- uh, tears of listeners? No, that's not the right word. Generations of listeners, because we've got quite a few people that listen to this podcast now who are from the uh, uh, younger age that they weren't around when Friends was on in the first place. Did you know what a Walkman was when you were watching this? 
Or did you have to look it up? And sh- should we be telling you what a Walkman is? Should this be part of the... Well, there were different uh, eras, weren't there? Because there was cassette Walkman and then CD Walkman. Yeah, there were, yeah. Did you have both? Uh, probably, yeah. I definitely had a CD Walkman. I must have had a cassette Walkman before that, I guess. Certainly had a cassette hi-fi at one point. What time to be alive that was. I remember walking, going to school with my CD Walkman and my... And wallet. it would skip if you stepped too heavy. Oh, awful. Yeah. Awful. And then it, Showing they, her age here, Dave. Showing they invented anti-skip button. They did, did didn't they? They made that, they made that like nothing. a thing. Yeah, they and like it did put nothing. that on the actual Walkman, yeah. Yeah, it did fucking nothing. And I had to choose which 10 CDs I wanted in my CD wallet for school. That, day. that must have taken so much room in my fucking bag. Absolutely bad. Talking of doing nothing, um, yeah. it's almost time for a quiz, and I'm very curious to know if you've got one. Okay, well, let's finish this storyline, and then I'll reveal the quiz. Fine. Okay. Um, who's Milton Berle? <laughs> uh, I assumed porn star. Uh, no, incorrect. Comedian. Oh. oh. Yeah. With a reputation for... A, a giant bing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, bing doesn't make it sound giant. No, it doesn't actually, does it? Um, it it's, a strange, it's a strange reference, because it's clearly not obvious that everybody knows he had a big dick because Chandler goes, did Milton Bill, you know, and, and Rachel has to tell him. Mm. So it's clearly not sort of well known enough. Um, but hey, he gets a, a big old shout out. He died in 2002, aged 93, Pete. Oh, I don't like thinking about a, an old big penis. Well, considering this was season what? Four, so this is about ninety eight, ninety nine. So this man at the time of them making the big penis joke is ninety years old. Yeah, just leave him to it. Leave him to it. Don't bring it. Don't bring his his little Milton into it. <laughs> well, not so little Milton. Poor oh, massive Milton. Yeah, massive Milton. <laughs> It's just a strange reference, isn't it? I, uh, my favourite line of this, I think, is is Jennifer Aniston's delivery of "I could be very generous or very stingy." Yeah, that little squeak. Go that yeah, it's really good. Can squeak is so funny, um, and I love how quickly that is debunked by uh, Joey and Ross, like yeah. within seconds. In hindsight, and actually at the time, terrible deal for Chandler to make, right? Oh, yeah, dreadful, because that's the sort of thing that the reputation could quite easily be undone as quickly as it's made, which but is what happens. Why would... It just doesn't make sense that you'd want a reputation for having a big Peter Boners if you didn't have one, because mm, all that then does, you're going to disappoint everyone. Right, exactly. Even if someone has developed an interest in you because they've heard of, about it, how, how are you going to... How are you going to fake that once it, once push comes to shove, as it were? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I oh, know, terrible. I didn't mean that at all. That was, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a terrible deal for him to strike to then get handcuffed up again. Although it does buy him the opportunity of turning the tables on Joanna, which is a funny reveal at the end, isn't it? That's true, yeah. Well, and a good way of getting out of that relationship. Uh, thus ends the... What's the majiggy? That Are you slapping episode. your bare chest? Uh, I wasn't, but I could if you want. Do you want me to end it like that? Yeah. Let's end this segment. Deep. Mm. <laughs> right, quiz. Oh, so I did a lot of good admin, didn't I, last week? With the qu- Did you enjoy my 
Instagram there were a lot. Of, yeah, I did. Although when you look at it on the grid, on the Instagram grid, that does that really, really troubles me. Um, oh, because it it's such a bad. Yeah. Although yeah. I've just realised I've forgotten to tell people what this week's episode is today. So. Oh, there you go. Well, you should put it on there at least and start nudging my Instagram slides down. Um. So the whole point of me putting it on this grid was so that we'd both have access to the quiz. Oh my god, have you not got a quiz? <laughs> Unbelievable. I was so proud of myself. Unbelievable. I was so proud of myself. All right, see you next week. (laughs) I was so proud of it. I was enjoying so much how many people were were responding and volunteering. And then you didn't even ask any of them to do one. Brilliant. There's like at least 35 people already that want to do it. Well, let me tell you what next week's episode is, and then you can immediately message someone and ask them to do a quiz. Yeah, I'm going to do it on the... It's all going to be done on the Instagram, on that Instagram post forever, right. okay? So I'm going to comment Fine. under somebody's comment. Fine. Right, go, tell me what the episode Next is. Next week's episode is the one with the ski trip. I'm just uh, replying to Becky's comment. Could you do us a quiz for next week? And next week's... week, we'll do that episode. Becky will never have replied, and then we won't have a quiz. Season three, episode 17, by the way. Season three, episode 17? Mm. Is that... Relevant or? No, I'm just telling you. Oh, right, fine. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so on that grateful. note. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought that was like a notable number. Yeah, whatever. Bye. Um, bye. All the best. All the best. Bye. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.